Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus is what you really mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, I think Christmas just passed it did. <laughs> a couple of days ago. So, yeah, a bit too late for that. Um, yeah, you're probably wondering, hey, this is a new episode of Bidwabask. Uh, not quite. No, we in the in in you know in the spirit of Christmas, we took a bit of time off. In the spirit of Festivus, we had many grievances to air, uh, so we've decided to re-release uh, an old episode. Yeah, our first ever from the vault episode. So we locked these ones in the vault, but now uh, we're bringing them out for you. So it's not a secret. Yep, it's in the vault, just like all of the moves and all of the secrets. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can access this one anyway, so it's not in a. You know, it's in a it's from a meta- metaphorical vault. Yeah, but we wanted to kind of because we've done over eighty episodes at this stage, we kind of wanted to go back and relive, you know, a couple of memorable episodes of Bidwabas, like ones which Stephen and I really we listen back to them and think, wow, this is really good. You know, like we really stepped it up. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This week we are doing uh, where well, we're we're bringing back from the vault. <laughs> Uh, bringing into the vault, whatever, out of the vault, out of the vault, whatever, whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the bizarre Jerry. So, yeah. listening back to their to our old episodes, and it it feels like that this is the first one where we found our groove. The first sort of yeah. four or five or six episodes were a bit. Uh, they're fine, but you know they're a bit. I was a bit nervous because I'd never really done anything like this before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one, it feels like we really locked into who we are as individuals, and we found our sort of our niche hmm. and um, our our relationship as podcasters. If that if that makes sense. Yeah, and also from a technical standpoint, because I do the editing and the music and stuff. Um, this is the first time where I used clips from the episode. Yeah. Uh, and also I added in sound effects and stuff as well. So that was kind of like a first for me. You know, it was really good learning all that kind of stuff and uh, putting it together. So for me, technically, like f- from a technical perspective, it was a very pioneering episode. Yeah, for yeah. you. It was, yeah, yeah. definitely. And uh, yeah, I feel like it's the episode we went from terrible to slightly less terrible. <laughs> yeah. Hey, people are still listening to us now. So, you know, that's true. That's, doing okay. That's true. That's true. So, uh, hope you enjoy this episode, the Bizarro Jerry. It is our sixth ever episode. Um, yeah, hope you yeah. hope you dig it. Hope as you much enjoyed. As- we sound a bit more amateurish uh, than we usually do, but uh, it was very enjoyable nonetheless, and uh, we had a good uh, good yarn about the uh, secondary characters. Indeed. Yeah. So I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Welcome to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. That's right. That's the name. And if you're listening, thank you very much. Uh, it's great to have people from around the world and around Australia because we're uh, from Australia as well. It's it's always nice to have a, a good audience. And thank you so much for your support so far. Yeah, it's been great. We've been getting some nice feedback. And uh, yeah, we're in Melbourne, by the way, just in case you were wondering. Mm-hmm. The coffee capital of Australia, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So, and coffee comes up a lot in, in Seinfeld. It does. So, we don't have a diner, though. We don't have a we don't have a monks in melbourne not no. that i know of no me either no i think we've got some kind of like diner diners but yeah not quite not yeah. monks yeah no. they're deliberately retro i guess yeah. they're not just tacky on their own yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, each week we talk about the minor and secondary characters of seinfeld mm. our favorite tv show uh, we feel like we don't they don't get enough attention so we're here to fill the void and uh, tell you a bit about the secondary characters and we go episode by episode Yeah, not chronologically. We Mm. kind of pick an episode at random. Uh, We've jumped from season to season. Uh, This time we're touching on a later episode. Mm. Um, Season 8, to be exact. Yeah, episode 3, I believe. Yes, the Bizarro Jerry. And ready, Stephen? We're off to Bizarro World. (laughs) 
Oh, we made it. Oh, we're back. Are you? Are you I mean, we're back. Uh, yeah. From Bizarro World. Yeah. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you with us? Are I, you alive? Well, I've got wavy hair and silver skin. Yes, I've got. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a vegan. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You, you've got like pork chops in your bag. What Oy, is this? I don't know. <laughs> That's right. We're talking about the Bizarro Jerry. Fun episode. Yeah. Probably one of the funnest, yeah, I think, of definitely. the whole series. Yeah. Definitely one of the most surreal. It is. And and it's a good thing. Like it's actually surrealism that works. Yeah. Mm. It's it's intentional surrealism. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Really cool. Really fun. Yeah. Really original too, especially especially for Seinfeld. Um uh, yeah, I think I think Jerry wanted to do this for a long time. He's a massive Seinfeld. Uh, sorry, Superman fan. He's a massive Seinfeld fan. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, um, well he can be a Seinfeld yeah. fan as well. Why not? Sure, why not? Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Ivan fan. What's true. Wrong with that? Yeah, self-love. <laughs> there should be more of it. Yes. Um, yeah, and I think he wanted to to do this episode for a while, and uh, he finally got the chance, and yeah, he did it very well. Yeah, he did, and and it's a fun episode. I, I'd say, Stephen, this one is probably oh maybe just outside my top ten. Okay. Maybe 11, 12. Right. This there's, episode. There's too many good episodes of Seinfeld for me to have a top ten. Mm. I could probably come up with a top three. Yeah, but top tens too too hard. I I couldn't figure out positions four to ten. It it would just be too too hard. So <laughs> I'll make to, it easier yeah. and just say top three. You'd have to painstakingly watch every episode again. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh no, jeez, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. No, jeez. no, no. I I don't like Seinfeld at all. Yeah, that's why I'm doing a podcast. Just yeah, and get it. Yeah, this <laughs> this is all because I hate it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yep. <laughs> bizarro bizarro podcast. Well, it is. We actually hate Seinfeld. Yeah, we do, and we're just yeah. doing it. For no reason. Exactly. And we hate you subscribers. Yeah. We hate your listeners. Yeah, if you're listening to this, fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is bizarro world. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, not un- unfuck you. We, yeah. we love you. We, we love you. Yeah. We love you. Yep. So, anyway, <laughs> yes. We, all, we all got off on a bit of a tangent, didn't we? That's all right. Yeah, that's fine. So, it's episode six of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. It's the Bizarro Jerry. And this was written by, uh, it was actually written by David Mandel and directed by Andy Ackerman and originally aired in the United States on October 3rd, 1996. Okay. So, season eight, the second last, the penultimate season yes. of Seinfeld. Yeah, the, uh, the first season where Jerry was in creative control yes. without, without Larry David. He'd uh, bug it off after season seven. Yeah. yeah. Well, he came back for the last episode. For the finale, but, yeah. Yeah, but as an ongoing uh, role, he wasn't there. No, he wasn't. And every week we give you a bit of a plot synopsis, so just like an idea of what happened in the episode. You know, you might think, what the fuck? I haven't seen this episode for years, mm. you know? Or, mm. oh, shit, I saw that the other day. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you just do just that. to bring you back to 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 the episode into the world. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yep. Yeah. So, plot synopsis. So, in this one, Elaine breaks up with her boyfriend from the previous episode, the soulmate, uh, who's called Kevin. He's played by actor Tim Decay, who we'll talk about a bit later. Mm. Uh, Kevin's the complete opposite of Jerry in terms of personality and, and hobbies. So, compared to Jerry, uh, Kevin's a nice guy and he likes reading books and yeah. he's friendly and he's outgoing and he's very I guess a bit too sickly sweet. He's wholesome. Like he's he's very too wholesome. Too wholesome. Lovely guy, but just a bit too bit too bit too nice. A bit too nice, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't want to do a podcast if he was if he had his own sitcom. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do a podcast about him and his show. No, I wouldn't think so either. No, I wouldn't um, even watch it. No, unless we lived in Bizarro World. Yeah, that's true. Oh, but, that, but then we wouldn't know it's Bizarro World. We would think that Jerry's world is Bizarro World, so well, we wouldn't even know. I guess it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is a, a bit Bizarro deep. World. Anyway. <laughs> it is. It'd be like, Kevin's the best guy in the world. Yeah. The end. We love you. <laughs> that's pretty much that's the podcast. Yeah. 
He's so good. Oh, God. We just praise him for an hour. Spare me. Yeah. No, thank you. Anyway, so what happens is Elaine breaks up with Kevin, and to his surprise, Kevin's thrilled at the idea mm. that they're friends. Yeah, he's, Ch- he's yeah. really well adjusted. Yeah, Elaine's thinking, shit, this guy actually doesn't care. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, yeah, most she's... guys would be upset losing a girl like me, a gal, but nah. She's surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Crazy. So, also, meanwhile, uh, George, Jerry, and Kramer go to the Brandt Leyland building, like a, an office building, <laughs> uh, as George claims that they have one of the best toilets in the city. Uh, Kramer inadvertently gets dragged into a work conference after he's done, yep. uh, and he subsequently begins working for the company, and he does TCB, taking care of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't get paid his choice and he's got no experience in business not and at all I love the montage yep. you know it's set to um, Morning Train by yep. Sheena Easton yeah I love it and he's like trying to get through get yep. to the train yep. and he washes I love how he cleans his, his shoes in the water cooler I don't remember that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he gets, like, water from the water cooler and he, like, washes his feet and his shoes with it yep. while he's wearing them. And a guy walks past and he's just, like, giving him the thumbs up. He's like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good. It's and he good. eats crackers out of his briefcase. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It is good. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, Kramer inadvertently works for that company. Yeah, yeah, and all he does is fix a copier. Yeah, pretty he, much. And he doesn't even fix it. He just bashes it. Yeah, and, and he just gets uh, dragged into the meeting. Yeah, yeah, and he just goes along with it because he's Kramer. That's yeah, what he does. That's right. And everyone else goes along with it as well. No one's going, who is this guy? Where did he come from? He yeah. just, okay, yeah, cool. That, that's fine. Yeah. I'd like to work at that company. Me too. It, imagine working with such a bunch of easygoing people that just some random guy is all of a sudden in your offices and in your meetings and it's fine everyone's completely comfortable with that maybe i should walk like go to google one day in sydney and Mm. just you know if someone's having trouble with the printer i'll be like oh i'll give you a hand try it out in real life and then suddenly like oh we got an important conference come come yeah just try and tcb yeah take care of business but Mm. i'd ask for pay yeah myself i wouldn't do it no not not for free not an internship i don't know if you've noticed but lately i've been drifting aimlessly now that you mentioned it. <laughs> but I finally realized what's missing in my life. Structure. Anyway, meanwhile, George, he's attracted to the receptionist at the building, Amanda, played by Justina Vale. And after a subsequent return to the same building, he uses a picture of Jerry's episode girlfriend, Jillian, a.k.a. Manhands, <laughs> played by a Kirsten... Well, at the time, her name was Kirsten Bauer, but she did actually change her name okay. uh, to Kirsten Bauer Van Straten. Straten? Van right. Straten? Okay. Yeah, so that's her actual name now. But that was a name at the time. Uh, Manhands, to get into a secret club for good-looking people, referred to as the Forbidden City. Uh, George uses the picture of Jillian to pretend that it's Susan to gain leverage from the receptionist and her model friends (laughs) and respect. Uh, Jerry's repulsed by Jillian's unusually large hands, despite her good looks and very pleasant manner. She's very, very, very friendly. She is. Very polite. And it's only Jerry. Yeah. We'll talk about her a bit later in her Manhands. But the the Manhands are what... Yeah, you know, Jerry doesn't want her just for the man hands. She could be like Mother Teresa. No, nah. she's got huge freaking hands. Yeah, no. Nah. Nah. Well, he's Done. he's he's broken up. Well, a lot of all of them have broken up with people for less than that. Yeah, a yeah. girl who eats peas one at a time. Exactly. I mean, come on. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're, I, I could handle man hands. Okay. Yeah, I, it depends on who they're attached to. Yeah. Yeah. As long as she doesn't crush my hand, yeah, that's fine. You don't want physical injury. No, no. I think that'd be that'd be okay. No. <laughs> anyway, Kramer gets fired eventually <laughs> from his job. 
What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing, Steve? I don't know. <laughs> I ask myself that every day. Every day, except when we record. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're very, very in the zone. Yeah, we are. We yep. are. Uh, so Kramer eventually gets fired from his job. Uh, quite unquote quite and George unquote. inadvertently leaves Gillian's picture next to his hairdryer uh, at a subsequent time he goes before he goes to the club for like a second or third time mm. and the blow dryer well the heat from the blow dryer destroys the picture sets and, it on fire yes and Jerry resorts to a magazine snippet or a cutout and <laughs> tries to seduce another model and then the model's like that's me in a clinic ad that I did so dumb so dumb and he gets thrown out by the bouncer yep. it's like private party let's go mm-hmm. yeah that's it uh, Elaine is stunned to discover that Kevin has friends who uh, resemble Kramer and George and they're called respectively Feldman and Jean and they're the total opposites of Kramer and George a term which Jerry describes as bizarro yeah so Kevin's described as bizarro Jerry mm-hmm. hence the name of the title and in case you're uh, unaware of what that references Jerry as a lot of you I'm sure know is a big big uh, Superman fan yes there's actually some sort of Superman reference or image or something in every single episode of Seinfeld in the background or might be mentioned in the you know in a conversation whatever um, and Bizarro is actually a Superman villain. That's correct. Yeah, he first appeared in the comic uh, Superboy number 68 okay. back in 1958. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so he's been around for how long has Superman have been around? I think since the 30s? Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah so he's yep. one of the originals. And uh, yeah, so in this episode, because everyone is the opposite of uh, of of Jerry George Elaine of basically Seinfeld's world, mm. that's why it's called the Bizarre Jerry. That's correct. Yeah, everything's just opposite, you know. Yeah. Like if I'm a dick, you're a nice guy. Yeah. And vice versa. Well, that's that kind of sums up how they're opposite. Jerry George and uh, Kramer, they're dicks. Yeah. And uh, Gene Feldman and uh, Kevin, you know, they're nice people. They're they're like functioning human beings who yes. make the world a better place. Yes. You know. And we'll, we'll get into Feldman and Gene as well as Kevin. Yeah, yeah. we will. Yeah, we will. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much... Yeah. Oh, actually, it's one, one more thing. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, Jerry describes this as Bizarro, the complete opposite of them. After a tense standoff in on the street um <laughs> elaine decides to, yeah <laughs> elaine decides to go uh with the bizarro trio to her detriment as they do not tolerate elaine's usual antics with the original crew so she eats olives she goes to kevin's apartment which is like a mirror image of jerry's yeah literally a mirror image and there's a lot of differences uh in there in there uh in the apartments that we'll get into a bit later as well a lot of really subtle funny funny differences the funny differences yeah. yeah and elaine starts eating olives that's and right then, uh yeah kevin's not happy with it feldman announces he gets tickets to bolshoi yeah the bolshoi the bolshoi yeah yep. bolshoi and elaine pushes kevin and kevin's injured yeah <laughs> and then the usual get out yeah and then it's just they they don't tolerate her crap it, no she's just out straight away she just gets she gets Jean just out. says haven't you done enough haven't you done and enough that's her cue to leave and she leaves that's it and that's it her uh, her shot at being the fourth person in the bizarro world is is done. Yeah, that's so it. She cooked it. She did, and I, I really like this episode a lot. Like yeah. I said, it's in my top twenty. Okay, you know, like late between ten ten to say fifteen. Okay, I reckon it sits in there somewhere. Yeah, even ten to twelve. Yep, it's a good episode, and it you is. know, season eight. You know, season eight got a bit you know, fantastical and, mm, you know, more mm, surreal, but mm. I think the, sur- the surrealism worked. I think the fact that it's it, it's it's almost like self-aware sur- surrealism. Yes. You know, it's so surreal that it's... It, it's not surreal. It Some of the surreal sequences in season eight and nine, it's like a surreal scene or a surreal fantasy in a realistic episode. Mm. So it seems a bit out of place. Yeah. Whereas this whole, or at least half of the episode, is surreal. Like, this, the surrealism is... 
why the episode exists, if yeah. that makes sense. I think it's it, justified. Yeah, it's I not think, out of place. Mm, I think in a way the the surrealism also is in Kramer's storyline. Yeah, you know, it's it's not every day you you know you're walking around an office and suddenly they're like, oh, here's a guy we've never seen in our lives. We don't know who he is. Oh, let's bring him to the conference room. Yeah, you know that's a bit surreal. Yeah, I guess you know, so. like if you're walking around an office building. They'd be like, "Oh, I've never seen you before, and you don't look like you have a security pass." Oh, look, come into the come into the office. Yeah, that's true. Like, but what? then again, I mean, Kramer's gotten himself into some pretty zany situations, <laughs> and I don't think it's that compared to some other things that he's gotten himself involved mm-hmm. uh, in in episodes. It's not that out of out of uh, you know out Character. of line with yeah with with some of Kramer's situations. So, but I get what you mean. Mm. Yeah, it it wouldn't it wouldn't happen in real life. Is, no, I guess is the point. No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, because you you never know. Like if Kramer could have been a killer. Yeah, that's true. Know, or a stalker, or something. Who yes, knows? Who knows? probably is. Yes, <laughs> oh, you never know. Yeah, uh, and other characters or secondary characters in the episode. Uh, smaller characters uh, include Vargas, who's aka Bizarro Newman, mm-hmm. uh, who's really good. He's actually a FedEx. Delivery guy. Yeah, and yeah. Newman's a uh, US postal worker. Yeah, yeah, it's good. They must be rivals. I guess private versus public. Yeah. Yep. You know what I found really amazing? I found it incredible that when they were doing the casting call for these characters, they found someone who looked like Jason Alexander mm. at the time. Mm. Uh, Feldman doesn't look like Kramer. He's tall. He's and that's tall. Kind of he's got and he's, crazy hair. He's, well, he's got. Oh. He's just got like a, a, um, a flat top. Oh, actually a flat top. It looks top, like a yeah. military yeah, haircut. Military haircut. Yeah, actually, but, yeah. He, but he's tall and lanky. Yeah. But that's really the only similarity. Exactly. Yeah, he's not zany. No, no. And they found a guy who resembles Wayne Knight, I who know. played Newman. Yep. That's crazy. How did they find him? Short, curly hair. Yeah. Overweight. Glasses. Glasses. Yeah, it just yeah. worked. Yeah. It's like a nice ver- like a nice version of Newman. Yeah. He- yeah. I was like, that's incredible casting, isn't it? I know. It? Yeah, they did really well. Wow. And I think that made it a lot better as well. If they were just nice versions of uh, Jerry, George, and Kramer, but they didn't look a thing like them, it wouldn't have had as good an impact. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that they looked a lot like them is... Yeah, just made it that much better. It sure did. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, and that was excellent casting. So good on you, yeah. Seinfeld writers, yeah, and producers and, and casting people. Yeah, casting peeps, casting directors. Mm. Uh, other characters include Leland, uh, Mr. Leland, who heads the Brant Leland Company, who fires Kramer, uh, the office manager, uh, the three models who George befriends in the secret club, uh, be friends, and the bouncer who kicks George out of the club in a subsequent visit. Yeah before they uh, wrap up and it becomes an actual meatpacking factory again. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we should make mention to the uh, to the workers in the background processing the meat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, and even the other models, yep. you know, the extras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we should give them shout-outs. Yeah. And the other office workers, too. Yeah, that's yeah, true. They all get shout-outs. Ex- extras, extras work hard. Extra, they do. They don't get paid much. So. Mm, I guess it depends. Okay. Depends. Probably, right. probably not for Seinfeld. But no. Sometimes you get, like, I've, I've seen people who've done extras or I've met actors before and mm. they've had decent money. Okay. Yeah, they get decent for like a few hours work. Okay. Decent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in comparison to the stars, not much. Oh, but no. But yeah. it's something. But yeah. hey, as an extra, you get to meet all the actors. Mm. You probably get to meet. I'm just trying to be Jerry inclusive, and... Ivan. Oh, you're you doing know. a shit job. <laughs> no, you're doing it right. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks for the vote of confidence. Nah, you're doing all right, buddy. Yeah, so uh, after the break, we'll uh, get into the secondary characters. So we'll start with the uh, Bizarro trio. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll go from there. Yeah. You're listening to, but I don't want to be a secondary character. Stay with us. He's like your exact opposite. So he's Bizarro Jerry. (laughs) Bizarro Jerry? Yeah, like Bizarro Superman. Superman's exact opposite. (laughs) 
who lives in the backwards bizarro world. Up is down, down is up. He says hello when he leaves, goodbye when he arrives. Welcome back to uh, I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, and uh, you're with Stephen and my dear friend Ivan. Yes, dear friend. Yeah, and uh, so far we've just covered a bit of a synopsis of uh, Season 8, Episode 3, uh, Episode 6 of our podcast, uh, The Bizarro Jerry. Yes, a very fun episode, which we said a bit before. A great episode, mm. really fun. So uh, we're going to get into the main characters. Uh, I guess we'll start naturally with the Bizarro 4. Yes. Yeah, we've the got the Bizarro Trio mm-hmm. plus uh, plus Vargas. So um, the main the main character, obviously, uh, Jerry's Bizarro version. version. Kevin. Is Kevin. That's right. Yeah. So tell us about Kevin, Ivan. Well, Stephen, funny you mentioned that. Mm. Uh, Kevin, he's played by <laughs> he's played by American actor Tim D.K. Oh, what a name. Yeah. D.K. <laughs> you must have poor dental hygiene. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> that, um, would be, that would be a... What was it? Is it a uh, aptonym? An aptonym. If, if he was a dentist. Yes. He wouldn't yeah. be a very good dentist. Which we mentioned in episode three, the library. That's right. We talked about aptonyms. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's it. So he'd be a good dentist, D.K. He, yeah, he would. Yeah. But it's spelled D-E-K-A-Y. Right. Like D-E, capital K-A-Y. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, he's an American actor. Uh, his most prominent role was in the TV show White Collar. Okay. He was uh, Peter Burke, and he played that character between 2009 and 2014. Oh, my God. Oh, you were, you were surprised. I absolutely love that show. White, yeah, he's in White Collar. It's a fantastic TV is, is show. Is that one of the main characters? I've never seen it. He is one of the two main characters. Oh, there you go. Yeah, That's so him. it's, a, it's yeah. about this guy. He is a con man, a professional con man. Yeah. And he's just super slick and he goes to jail yeah and he gets released uh and part of his release an early release i think part of the condition is that he works for the fbi okay as a con man to help them catch other other con men mostly white collar criminals like financial con men and stuff um yeah and he plays his sort of fbi handler agent and i i didn't put that together there you go well white collar is a great great show well if you're excited about this guy, wait till I tell you about the actress who plays Jillian. Okay, I'll we'll tell get you. There. I'll tell we'll you yeah, one at a time. You were surprised about. Yeah, no, you were surprised about him. You'll be surprised mm. with her. Anyway, okay. um, yeah. So that was his most prominent role, and also he was in twelve episodes of the '90s drama Party of Five. Hmm. So there is two main okay. prominent. Yeah, two you of know, the most recurring recurring roles. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's him, uh, Tim Decay. Um, with Kevin, uh, I don't know about you, Stephen, but I saw Kevin. You know how Jerry, like the the core, we call them the core four, mm. right? So the main four characters of Seinfeld, they're mm-hmm. all different to the standard archetype of sitcoms. Yeah, you definitely. know, like the Cosby Show, Family Ties, fam, you know, a Full House, those kind of loving shows where like there's, you know, the families hug each other and you know they learn a lesson. Yeah, you know that sort of thing. Yeah, and obviously in Seinfeld, that's totally absent. Totally. Kevin to me seems like a throwback to all those kind of wholesome sitcoms yeah family sitcoms you know i think he's very self i don't know it's like a very self-aware parody i guess yeah of i think those that's kind fair of what do you think of that yeah i think that's pretty fair uh i didn't think of that but that makes a lot of sense yeah i mean seinfeld was written to be different to other sitcoms the bizarro sitcom the bizarro sitcom <laughs> yeah so i guess naturally if you're going to write bizarro characters of seinfeld characters you, you you just write it you just write in a you know like what what you went against in originally so that makes sense yeah 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 that's totally and yeah his 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 language and just the fact that he's got such a happy disposition and he's so well adjusted yes and he just, he's just so lovely 
you know, is a throwback to happy days and where everyone was just so positive and so happy, you know, like unrealistically. Yes. So, yeah, that, that makes total sense. Total sense. Yeah. And you notice as well, like, we'll talk a bit about his apartment. Yeah. Um, so his apartment, he, it's like a mirror image of Jerry's. And, uh, Stephen, there's a few differences compared to Jerry's apartment. So what did you uh, what did you pick up in the episode? Yeah, so I, I have a habit of uh, where, there's, where there's complicated scenes. I like pausing and looking at all the background details. It's something I like doing with things I watch. You like looking at, say, like the boom mic drops in for like a second by mistake? No, like, no, not things like that. Yeah, just, yeah. just like... You know, I'm. You know, when set designers are building a set, especially a set that's not regular, I think a lot of the time they put little in jokes and and weird references in the background that the casual viewer wouldn't get. But if you're a person like me who likes to pause and and look beyond, you know, the actors, it you know just cool little things like little Easter eggs, I guess. Um, yeah. So in uh, Kevin's apartment. We have, uh, I guess most prominently, we have a statue of Bizarro. That's right. Uh, which opposes Jerry's statue of, uh, Superman. of Superman, which you can see in most episodes, or at least uh, episodes set in his apartment. It's a very nice touch. It is, way. yeah, yeah. Um, I think that would have been the first thing that they would have thought of, well, we have to have a statue of Bizarro being named after Bizarro. Uh, and then he has a unicycle hanging up. Um, yes, Jerry's he does. Got a, I, I think it's a mountain bike. Yep. Um, which he never rides, I think, because it always looks super clean. Yeah. Um, um, before you get to the next, the mm. next things with the unicycle, I, I I thought of something. I went one better with the unicycle. To me, the unicycle is like a symbol of Kevin's, you know, happy go lucky, positive outlook in life. Mm. You know, unicycles like for fun. Okay. You know, people who ride like usually clowns or entertainers, street performers. You know, they're all happy. They're all oh, I'm on a unicycle. I think the unicycle represents Kevin. Yeah, way. that's fair. I think, yeah, I think, yeah. you know, he's such a happy, funny kind of guy and he's like, you know, he just loves life. The unicycle is like a fun, he's a fun guy and the unicycle is like a fun object. Yeah. yeah that's the way I saw it. No, that makes a lot of sense. Hmm. I, I'm trying to think of someone sad I've met or know of who's ridden a unicycle and I can't think of I any. can't think of any either. Yeah. Actually, I saw one guy, he wore it, I think it might have been in Melbourne or Brisbane when I used to live there. Um, he wore like a top hat okay. and like a suit and he rode a unicycle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was weird. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. He looked a bit mopey though. Okay. Yeah. Emo unicyclist. Yeah. I, I don't right. know where it was. It might have been up, up in Brisbane. Actually, maybe. that yeah. there's a Melbourne actor, Samuel Johnson. He was yeah. famous from Seeker Life of Us. He's a really, really awesome unicycler. Yeah. And he actually unicycled from Perth to Brisbane or Perth to Melbourne to raise money or, or around Australia ah. or some, some stupid amount of... Of, of distance yeah, yeah. to raise money for breast cancer. I think his sister had it or okay. maybe passed away from breast cancer. Sure. Um, and he's a pretty mopey bloke. So there you go. Oh. A sad person. Awesome dude, obviously. Like that. that's an incredible thing to do. It took him like a year. Yeah. Like amazing. Um, but yeah, he's pretty mopey. Yeah, so he won the, yeah, he won the Birdman Rally this year. Really? For Moomba. Wow. In case you're wondering, Moomba's like a festival that's uh, in Melbourne mm. uh, around March each year. So yep. the Labor Day weekend we have in uh, in early like, Would you call March. it just a cultural festival? It's a, I guess it's a cultural festival. Yeah, yeah it it doesn't, just, it's not specific to, say, comedy or movies no, or something. It, no. It covers a lot of different things. Yeah, and each year one of the main events is called the Birdman Rally. So people make like makeshift, I guess, cardboard aeroplanes or okay. kind of like crafts you know they're makeshift cardboard things and what they do is they run up a runway a thing mm. and they jump off and they land in the river wow yeah but okay. it, it's like is a it joke. judged by distance? distance yeah right and, and Sam Johnson won yeah but it's wow. meant to be like comical it's not meant to you know the guy's not going to go like 200 meters yeah you know it's meant to go maybe like 
three meters and then he drops. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, to be it's, fun. it's fun. Yeah, but yeah, he won. He won the Birdman rally, oh, wow. and he said he he he'd share the like the prize with other people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a pretty generous dude. He is Sam yeah. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. So hey, Sam, if you like Seinfeld and you listen to us, man. Yeah. Give us a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Beautiful. So yeah. Anyway, with Kevin. So yeah, I think he's a very happy guy. Um, actually, another thing that you you told me before we went like started recording. You mentioned, you know, how Jerry has cereal. Mm, yeah, what I noticed. Kevin in the, his yeah, I noticed in the kitchen he has uh, a lot of wholesome food. Yes. He has containers of pasta and dried bits and pieces. You know, I guess like real, quote unquote, real food yeah. as opposed to just cereal, which like, is just like Jerry. Yeah, which are just you know little balls of chemical shit basically. So that with, would with yeah milk, with milk, which is obviously the opposite to Jerry. So that would indicate that Kevin he likes cooking. Yeah, I would, I would, I would suggest that. Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah. culinary. I, I reckon he has a lot of dinner parties. You know, he invites especially the three, Fargus, uh, Feldman and Jean. I reckon they all come over a lot. But also, you know, he's, they're extended friends and family. I reckon he likes cooking. He's yep. very hospitable. You know, yep. unlike Jerry, who doesn't really like people. And he just tolerates people at his apartment. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really, you know, he's not a social kind of person. No, he's not. No. He's not. He just he just has them there if he needs them. Yeah. Or, or his parents. Yeah. Well, yeah even then, true. he still tolerates yeah. them. Yeah. 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 Even then. Even then. Yeah. That's that's never an easygoing time when his parents come over. No. There's always some sort of issue or some <sighs> sort of... Something that comes, oh, something that happens. They're good. I love when his parents are in an episode. You I know. know something's going to go down. Yeah, I love Where's how they. Where's my just, wallet? I lost my wallet. Yeah, I lost my wallet. Where's my wallet? I love how they just. I love how they just tell him what's wrong and what he's feeling. Jerry, how yeah. can they, how can nobody like? You? Yeah, how can and they nobody, never. Everyone likes you. They never. Nobody listen, can hate you. They never listen to him. Yeah, you know he he sort of protests or counters what they're saying, but they just no. Yep. You know what we're saying is it, and that's it. And they just go with it. It's Pretty so much. good. It's good. Yeah. They'll have their own episode at, at some point as oh, well. They obviously, will. Yeah. we'll do something for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's really all I noticed about his apartment. There's probably a bunch of other stuff. Actually, sorry. Let us know if you find something. Yeah. If you know something extra, get mm. in touch. Uh, sorry. Before I um say that that was it. Uh, one thing I thought was kind of fun was uh, Jerry has a Mac in his. In his mm. You never see him use it, but it's always in the background. It's in the background. near the window. Yes. Uh, near the uh, yeah, sort of in the back corner, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Kevin has a PC. Yes. So there does. you go. There that you was, go. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a nice. That sort of dated it as well, like Windows versus Mac in the nineties. You know, which Windows clearly won. Yeah, yeah. And I love the quote at the end that he says, mm. and it's actually how Bizarro talks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now Feldman and Gene Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> Kramer and George's Bizarros. <laughs> All the Bizarro versions of them. Yeah. Yeah. I guess well they love reading obviously yeah, cuz you know Kevin takes them to the library that's a shared shared passion amongst them mm. yeah and, and you could say these two guys they're complete opposites to their uh, insane counterparts I'd I'd say so yeah, yeah. so uh, Gene is is generous with his money yes and his time he isn't sort of slovenly and he's not a slob no um, he's actually wearing a really nice suit in the scene where they uh, they're both walking up to a lane that you know each each trio He's in like he's in a really really schmick suit. So yes. yeah, he's kind of the opposite in George in most ways. And also, he's a very honest man. He is, and he doesn't lie. I'll give you an example. You know, in the credits scene, yep. how it has like it plays like the backwards Seinfeld music, yep. and it drops into like it has like the the frame of of you know Kevin's apartment from, yeah, from yeah, outside, yeah. and it drops in. Uh, Gene mentions to Kevin that he was at work. And he found that you can get free local calls. Yeah. Or free, was it free international calls? Free international calls. international calls. And what did you do about it? I informed the phone company. Yeah, I you know, called the phone company I called the phone and, and, and reported, and reported the, the straight, away. straight away. And Kevin's yeah. like, that was the right thing to do. Whereas it's, George, yeah. 
That, he would. You, he would. That would be a setup for the episode. That would be a setup George, for the episode. George yeah. trying to take advantage of that. That would be an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. Seinfeld. George right discovering that, and mm-hmm. then him trying to get away with it, or yeah, take advantage of it in some way. Yeah. I mean, basically, the three of them together—they're lovely people, but they're insufferable nerds. They're they just, are. They're just insufferably nice. I think they're too. They're too sickly. Yeah. I, mean, I couldn't. Gross. I couldn't have friends like that. No. It's like you're not. You're not human. No. You're not flawed. You're not flawed. No. Everyone has flaws. Yeah. But I mean, we couldn't honestly criticize them. They'd just make mm. us feel bad about ourselves. They would. They'd be like, "Why could you say such a <laughs> yeah, thing?" Yeah, it's like, yeah. "Oh, sorry, man. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I met Jerry, and you know, he's got his flaws, but mm. you know, maybe I'd like to be a mix between Jerry and Kevin, or you know, the 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 core four and the Bizarro trio. We'll just call them that. Yeah. Um, you know, cynical, but also not total assholes either. Yeah, yeah, that'd don't, be nice. Yeah, and don't forget Vargas, the yeah. uh, FedEx worker who's yeah. Bizarro Newman. Yeah. He's a nice fella, and yeah. and him and Kevin, unlike Newman and Jerry, who have a very strained relationship, they're good mates. They're good mates. He invites him to a ball game. They do. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I like the way it's set up as well in the episode where he he comes to the door, and you think they're going to be uh, enemies. You know, there's a tiny bit of tension. Hello, Vargas. Hello, Kevin. Yeah. And then they pause. And then they kind of laugh, they chuckle, and they shake hands like, how you doing? And, yeah. and I love how Vargas is walking off, and then Kevin goes, Vargas. Vargas. Like, in a, in a hype, like, yes, Vargas. Yeah, I love a little, uh, an, another little Kevinism I like is when uh, when uh, Feldman, Kevinism, nice. when, uh, when Feldman knocks on the door, uh, you know, Kramer obviously just, just barges, barges in, in at any yeah. time, mm-hmm. and uh, he just, you know, he eats his food and doesn't repay him. But when Feldman knocks on the door, how Kevin stops reading and he's, he doesn't know who it is. Who is it? It's Feldman from across the hall. That little nod of approval, that little, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. I love that. <laughs> just his facial expression just cracks me up. And then in the, in the credits scene, Feldman comes in with all these groceries. Yeah, so I, I just bought you some groceries. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the best friends. Oh. And, and another, another thing, like just to compare Feldman and Kramer, Kramer comes up with wacky ideas. And even though they sound bad, he goes through with them. Yeah, Whereas, he doesn't. He doesn't listen to people saying that's just a shit idea. Yeah. Don't do that. Whereas Kevin, he comes up with an idea where obviously pre-smartphones, mm. he comes up with an idea where he, like, if he can invent invent an alarm clock, which tells the weather, and Elaine thinks that's a fantastic idea. And like it no, is. for the no, no sarcasm or irony. She says, "No, that sounds great." For the mid nineties, that would be that is a great idea. That is a great idea. And then Feldman goes, "Nah, probably not." No, he just is. Yeah, he dismisses his own great idea. Yeah. So he's, yeah, total opposite. Yeah, he dismisses his great idea and Kramer goes through with his bad idea. Yeah. That's a big opposite. That's a huge, that's, that's, that's quite a contrast. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking, do you think they're, uh, like, where do you think they get their positive disposition? Like, what, like, there's got to be a reason for it. They're so well adjusted. I was thinking maybe that they're, they're religious. That not you know, and that's not a criticism of religion no, or no, anything, no, no. but it's just a case of like, you know, I've met people who are very staunch, you know, whatever, and you know they have so much faith in it that it sort of, I don't know, there's no concern or anxiety about what does anything mean. They just they're comfortable. It it it's a it's a great level of comfort to them. Well, if you mention religion now, I think about it. Something tells me they're secular Christians. Like, okay. you know, like maybe they, they follow Christianity or Catholicism. Right. But perhaps there's this secular... Like, obviously, Kevin doesn't have the cross, you know, hanging on his wall. He doesn't pray. Okay. You know, maybe they probably met through like a... Assuming that they're religious people, mm. they probably met through church. Okay. 
you know, because they're just non-practicing. No, oh, they're practicing, but they're not. They're secular. Right. That's not like they say fifty Hail Marys. Yep. You know, if they've said a naughty word, or mm. you know, they don't pray before dinner. Yep. Um, but I think maybe they probably met through, or maybe like through like a like a church group. Like the church have like these youth groups and these kind of groups that get together and they have music. And I've been to a couple before. I'm not religious myself, mm. but you know, I've been to a couple of them before and. They have like people they they meet or maybe they could be uh, part of the Mormon church. Okay, maybe they could be Mormons. Yeah, they just seem mm. like fright, like sociopathically, like they're so friendly. Yeah, that they just seem like too friendly. Too friendly, too which friendly. reminds me of some religious people I've met. I'd say so, you and know, it's not just um, so yeah. sickly sweet. Yeah, and they're not. We're not trying to rat on religion. We're not trying to say religion. No, I'm just speaking yeah. from my own experience. Yeah, That's exactly. All. Just a comparison of people I've met who happen to be religious. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I think they could be religious. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the only way I could think of it. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, they like to read. Yeah. Or they could be nerds. Maybe they were like childhood friends. You know, like George and Jerry. Yeah. Their, their friendship goes back a long time. Mm. They're they're yeah they're yeah. they're old mates. They're old mates. And Vargas, they just met Vargas. Yeah. And Vargas happened to have the same personality. Yeah. He's on the periphery. He's not. He's not part of the core. Three. Three. I guess. I well, wonder. Um, I wonder if their world continued on. If they would meet a Bizarro Elaine. I was thinking like yeah, who? What, what would a Bizarro would, Elaine be? That's like? exactly what I was going to ask you. I think Bizarro Elaine wouldn't touch or push people. Okay, I yeah. think Elaine would, you know, she'd probably have, like, one partner. Okay, monogamous. M- monogamous or yeah. maybe, yeah. Long-term relationship. Long-term relationship. Yep. I don't think she'd be feisty. You okay. know, Elaine can be quite feisty. And Do you think she'd be a bit around. more placid? I think a bit more placid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know how you know how Elaine says, get out and pushes someone? Mm. The bizarro Elaine might be like, oh, get out. <laughs> yeah. You know, and start probably laughing. hug someone. Yeah. Embrace someone rather yeah, than Yeah, probably push instead them of away. pushing him, they pull him to her and hug him. Yeah. It's like, get out. Yeah. <gasps> I mean, that would fit in with the three. Because yeah, they, they hug each other all the time. That they love would. each other. Yeah. Um, do you think uh, Gene, who's bizarro George, is a sports fan? I reckon he doesn't I don't like think sports he is, at all. No. I don't yeah. think he's a sports fan. Yeah. But no. do you reckon he's deliberately not a sports fan because it's, you know, I guess anti-intellectual in a way? Or do you think he just happens to not be interested in I just, sports? I just think it happens he just doesn't like it. Yeah. Because not everyone, like, intellectuals like sport too. No, no, I'm not saying that they're yeah. mutually exclusive, but just, mm. you know, I guess, yeah. No, I don't think he. I don't think he, he's into sports. Okay. He's the opposite of George. Hmm. If you try and tell him, oh, I'm going to go to the ball game, the Yankees, they'll yep. be like, who's the Yankees? He's sure. one of those kind of guys. Okay. Do you reckon Feldman works? Yes. Yeah. I think he's got a job, and I think it's a very steady job. Yeah, I reckon he's career-focused. He is career-focused, yeah. yeah. That's that's the foundation of his life. Yeah. Yeah. So, But I was thinking as well, do you think he um, he 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 has this mysticism over women? Maybe he struggles to attract women. I if think we, he's if we're str- going yeah. to... Yeah. Yeah, because no, you've got to remember it's Bizarro, which is yeah. the total... Like, think of the main, the core four, mm. and think of the freaking, the opposite. Yeah. That's these guys. Yeah. So, Kramer's a bit of a womanizer. Mm-hmm. Feldman wouldn't be, wouldn't do it. No. Kramer's unemployed, well, employed theoretically in this episode, but usually not. He's got a good job, steady job. Yep. You know, he brings groceries. He's generous. He doesn't mm. take like Kramer. You know, he he's polite. He knocks on the door and says it's Feldman from next door before yep. he he doesn't just barge in like Kramer. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think if I think the I best way to to identify their characteristics is if you look at the core fours personality and their traits. Think of the complete opposite. Do complete one eighty on it. 
that's them. That's them. That's the bizarros. So, so Gene would be really successful with women. Yeah. Because uh, George, George. I mean, George dates quite a few women, but he doesn't. They don't. You know, he, there's always some sort of challenge, or he kind of has to manipulate or lie his way to something, to date to date these women. Something yeah. tells me Gene is happy to be alone. Okay. I don't know. He just. He's, he's, I think he's happy just to be single. He's got his books. Yeah. You know, he's distracted by books and. Okay. You know, he's a positive guy. I think he's just happy to be. Yeah. And plus, he's got the comfort of his friends. True. I think that's kind of his not relationship, but you know, that's his, that's his like group. Yeah. And I don't think he likes. I don't think Gene would be the kind of guy who'd like to go out of his group. Mm. I think he'd rather be. He doesn't want to be out of his comfort zone. Yeah. I think okay. he's in his group yep. with Kevin and, and yeah. Feldman and Vargas to a degree. And, yeah, I think yeah. they're all very habitual. They I think they are, yeah. They comfort in each other. They do. Yeah. And so if, if, they, have, if one of them left, they'd be a bit yeah. awkward. I think it would yeah. kind of break the group. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you have any extra bits and pieces or ideas about what you think uh, you know, is a bizarre version of, of Seinfeld, not just these characters, just anything. Yeah, in general, yeah. Yeah, so any, any characters or any part of Seinfeld, let us know. That'd be fun to read. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Who, who's another main character? Oh, obviously, Jillian. Manhands. Mm. Let's have a little break. Okay. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about manhands. Okay. Bad manhands. <laughs> manhands. The hands of a man. And welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Seinfeld podcast about the secondary characters of the beloved TV show. And boy... We've had a good ride so far. We've gone to Bizarro World, Stephen and myself, Ivan, and uh, it's been fun. Yeah, and I think we're back to normal Seinfeld world. Yeah. But Bizarro World is fun. I'm glad we went there. It was I'm, a nice trip. Yeah, I'm glad we did too. Yeah. Stephen, how come your hands look so big? I don't know. Um, for cracking lobsters and well, opening beers? I tell you what. And it's not a, not a twist top. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a twist, huh? <laughs> but we're talking about that. G- <laughs> oh, so good! Oh, it is. Oh, I can't stop laughing. Yeah, we're talking. We were talking about before the Bizarro Trio mm. uh, in Bizarro Jerry, which we're doing see episode three of season eight. Yep, uh, we're talking about the secondary characters. The next character we're going to talk about is Jillian, who's AKA Manhands. Yeah, and so. this uh, this character Jillian is uh, Jerry's episode girlfriend. Yes. Well, I guess episode girlfriend. Yeah, yeah they go on a few dates. Yeah, and, and I say she's probably one of the most. I'd say in terms of like being iconic. Yeah, I think she's one of the. Most iconic. Yeah, I would say that. Man hands. Or at least her hands are. Her hands are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, who played Gillian? Yeah, so uh, she's played by, uh, at the time she was credited as Kristen Bauer. Okay. But now she's called Kristen Bauer Van Straten. Right. Did she get married in hyphenated uh, name or something? Not, no, it's not hyphenated. It's just right. like Bauer Van Straten. Just, okay. She added the Van Straten. Right. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't look at how that happened. Okay. Yeah. And uh, now I, we mentioned before how the actor who played Kevin, he was in White Collar. Kristen Bauer was in True Blood. I know. She played Pam de Beaufort. Such a good character. I never watched it, but watched, I knew you'd get excited. Watched the first two seasons yeah, and then quit. Like Dexter. Right. Dexter season one and two, flawless television. Mm-hmm. And if you disagree, then you're fucking wrong. <laughs> True Blood, season one and two, great. After that, dog shit. Yeah, shit. Yeah. That's no good. Yeah, But I she mean, was a good character. Yeah, she's great. She yeah. plays this, uh, she's kind of... Just this, just she's just a badass. Oh, she just good. doesn't take any shit. Um, yeah, she's awesome. She's really cool. And she got her man hands and went, nah, bitch. 
apparently she's got really small hands. Yeah, she would. Yeah, because the actual the actual person who did the man hands was actually a, a stand-in. Yeah, uh, an actor. His name was James Rickart, and he was cast by Jerry. Yeah, apparently. he was personally cast by Jerry. Yeah, I yeah. think they'd met in the past, maybe yep. at an audition or something. Acting classes they both attended. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So and he, he was. He the remembered hand. him. Yep. And uh, yeah, and he cast him in the episode. Yeah, he cast him in the episode. And apparently, he might be some sort of hand model. Maybe. Probably. Okay. Yeah. With those kind of hands. Yeah. Those, those, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Could do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Yeah. So uh, she was Kristen Bauer uh, Van Straten was in uh, P- True Blood for sixty seven episodes between two thousand eight and twenty fourteen. Yeah. She was a major character. She yeah, wasn't major. a secondary character. No. No. She in this one she was major. Um. She was also in episodes of Two and a Half Men, Justified, and she played in a major role uh, in a ninety series called The Crew. The I've Crew. Never, never heard of it. No. Me either. No. Now she was in quite a few episodes. Okay. That was one. was that at the end of the list of her credits, the crew? Uh, I don't know. It was on the IMDb page. Okay. I just picked out, like, it has how many episodes they're in. I was like, oh, she's in how many episodes? Oh, maybe 20 or something? I thought, oh, that's decent. Okay. So I threw that yeah. in. If you're Usually a crew the fan, ones hey, at the end are, like, the, the ones that don't really The least really famous do ones. Yeah. But True Blood's like, whoa. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely her most, uh, you know, well-known role. Yes. Yeah, so I think I think um, Gillian is a very conservative person she's, yeah. she's very happy and lovely mm-hmm. like and very pleasant yeah she's just she's just she, she would be very calming to be around and peaceful she's just very just friendly and nice and the only problem but a problem in jerry's mind is mm. the man hands yeah mm. so yeah we've all got things that we're not attracted to so maybe the size of hands are, are jerry's thing um <laughs> yeah i judging by the way she dressed uh when they're when they're having dinner i think she she seemed like you know, especially in Seinfeld or like the fashion of the nineties, like black cocktail dresses seems to be the kind of uniform for, you know, eating at a restaurant like that. Like the Audrey Hepburn breakfast yeah. Tiffany's kind of dresses. Yeah, maybe yeah. or not not necessarily just that, but you know, dresses like some sort of dress as opposed to like a, a blouse. And she's got long sleeve uh she's got long sleeves and a collar. It just seems quite conservative. Do you think I I, I don't remember her accent, but do you think she's like a Southern Belle? Uh, Did she have like a southern accent? No, it wasn't distinguished. No, it so. wasn't. Oh, I thought she, she was southern. Some yeah, reason. maybe. I well, mean, she's I mean, a southern belle. Her accent in True Blood is southern. Oh, so, okay. yeah, yeah, Pam is from, like, I think from, like, the, uh, what's the what's the word, where alcohol was uh, banned in America? I don't know. The... <laughs> don't know. You can let us know. Please. Yeah. <laughs> if you're from America or you're from that state, yeah. let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Hmm. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I, I think she's just a local. Just a local. Yeah, I mean, she knows Elaine. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's, you know, she's from New York. But yeah, I think, I, I, I just got this impression that she's quite conservative, quite reserved, maybe kind of in a way like Bizarro Elaine, yeah. kind of. Oh, kind of, yeah, except not, with not, the hands. Not totally, but just... So you think you know, she's like the Bizarro? No, 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 I wasn't going, I wasn't saying that she is, you know, intentionally a Bizarro Elaine, but a lot of her what I think are a lot of her characteristics or personality traits are opposite to Elaine, you know, just by coincidence, yeah. I guess, in, in this episode. And I think Elaine knows Gillian yeah. some way. Yeah. Yeah, they, they met, I think, through like a like a job that she did or something I think like through that. like a public, because she's with Peterman at the time, ah, Elaine, okay. so I think it was yeah. through like a publication. Probably, yeah. Been, yeah, it's, it's mentioned in the episode. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she's pretty, um, 
I think she's a go-getter as well. I think she gets things done. Yeah. Because she's just really keen to do stuff with Jerry. She's like, let's do this. How about this? Even after Jerry breaks up with her, they say, you want to still go see a movie? Yeah. You know, not many people would say that. Most people would walk out or... Yeah, I think she just gets on with it. She goes, she just accepts things as they happen and she's just, yep, cool. She gets her hands dirty, so to speak. I just had a great thought. Okay. I think her and Kevin would be perfect for each other. Yes, they would. I, I think Kevin would see through the man hands and say, oh, I don't care. Yeah. Kevin's you know, not superficial. I'd buy you a... If I had proposed to you, I'd buy you a hula hoop-sized engagement ring. Mm. <laughs> but I still love you, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> they're a perfect match. Yeah. And they're not like those matches. You know, sometimes people that are really similar shouldn't be together. Yes. They, they're not... You know, they don't sort of balance each other out. I reckon they're, they're the sort of people that the similarities would, would be a good thing, not mm. a bad thing. They wouldn't, yeah. they wouldn't hate each other. Yeah. Do and you I, think this... I just had a, a mind-blowing thought. You're on fire. I'm on fire tonight. You're just firing on all cylinders. Yes, I am. You know how Jerry's with Jillian and they're not meant to be together. Mm -hmm. So do you think Jillian Jillian should have been with Kevin? Uh, Amanda, the receptionist, who George seduces, you Mm -hmm. know, with the the thing. You know how I mentioned before that Gene might like to be alone? Yeah. Maybe you mentioned that Gene could be a ladies' man. Okay. Maybe Gene could get with Amanda with, and he wouldn't have to use the uh, oh, he, photo trick. He wouldn't need to, to lie to her. No. And, you know, like completely desecrate the fucking memory of, of his uh, dead fiance. Exactly. Yeah. Who no, he, yeah. he inadvertently killed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned that last week for the Susan yeah. special. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that yet, have a listen. And yeah, it was our first episode. It was called... Uh, What's, What's the Deal, the deal with? with? Yeah, a special one-hour episode of yeah, so one every, character. Every fifth episode, we're going to do one character as opposed to an episode and all the characters in it. So, yeah, have yeah. a listen and let us know. Yeah, let us know what you think. It was our first one for that type, so it was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think... Um, like, Do you think like maybe the perfect their perfect matches were in the Bizarro world? Yeah. And if they ventured into the Bizarro world, they would have found their matches. And in a way, the girls are Bizarro. Yeah, kind of. And they, even they, that, yeah, they yeah. they would match up with with all of the Bizarro Three. And even that temporary models nightclub mm. that disappears at the end of the episode—that's Bizarro, isn't it? It is kind of like, weird. A nightclub just packs up and leaves in like a day. Yeah, and then it's it like becomes a a meatpacking yeah plant. It's yeah, like, what? That's how, Bizarro. How would, how would they get rid of the smell and the and the blood? Who knows? I'm sure there was plenty. <laughs> but it's kind of like <laughs> that's Bizarro. Yeah, when you think about it. I think. I think, uh, you know, at first you think that either George has the wrong building or it's, you know, like a fantasy sequence or something. Like he's an unreliable narrator. Ah, but, but then it's good. it's made real by the fact that the, the photo that he uses, the cutout that he uses to try and seduce the model is, 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 underneath is, on, the, is on the floor, is yeah. on the sawdust. So that kind of says, no, no, it was actually here, mm. but... You know, it's gone forever, or at least to them. Yeah, you know, they're they're not allowed into the Forbidden City. Yeah, the Forbidden a, City. Yeah, where Bizarro might live. Hey, hey. getting pretty deep here. We're getting is. pretty layered. Well, that's the idea, isn't yeah, it? We're yeah, meant yeah. to get deep about yeah, this. We're, we're meant to get the listener to think. Yeah, that's you know? it. That, that's what we're here for. Yeah, but yeah, Jillian, I I guess yeah, no, I think she's very um you know driven. You know, she gets shit done. Yeah, like you mentioned before. I think with her man hands, to be honest with you, she might have got picked on at school. Yeah, or maybe when she hit puberty, her hands hands grew larger or she might have like elephantitis in the hands hmm. she might have a medical condition yeah perhaps I'm, I'm sure there are medical conditions where liquid builds up in uh, in in limbs and extremities and then that is like elephantitis not is elephantitis but, yeah you know Some, something like that, that kind that of thing looks yeah. maybe similar yeah um one thing i noticed as well is she seems overly hygienic 
because I mean it was just to set up a joke. <laughs> yeah, obviously. yeah. Oh, the beach towels to your right. Yeah, <laughs> the that's, beach that's a good right. little uh, you know good little jab. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know she's not doing anything to justify washing her hands. She just she says just I'm going to go wash my hands. Yeah. I mean she has a lot of hand to wash. So. Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> she sure does. Yeah. Jeez. But um, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't want to get in a fight with her. <laughs> no, I love I love when she's washing her hands and you just hear the slopping of water. And but Jerry, it's, it's not just a little bit of water. It's like yeah, you know, it's like a, a huge freaking puddle of water. Yeah, it's and like, Jerry sh- shudders. It gets <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a sideshow Bob shudder when he gets smacked. In oh the face yeah, with 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 the with the with the, with the rake. The rakes. Yeah, uh, his mortal enemy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jerry's. Just, he's not happy with that. And. One one skill that she possesses, and I only realized it the last time I watched it, which was this morning. Yeah, is she is a ninja, because Jerry's trying to go through her bag to find another photo to give to George, and then all of a sudden her hand just grabs his wrist, but she, he doesn't hear her come up. Could she, she be in law enforcement? Maybe like a cop. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she's... Imagine how small the, the standard issue guns would look in her hands. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like the, going back to The Simpsons. Yeah. It's like that one where um, he's McBain. got the, the, beat, the little yeah. gun and he I goes... I can't use this pea shorter. <laughs> McVeigh, that's a cannon. That's against regulations. Here, over here, we go by the book. By book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. The best. I love his gun. It's almost like... It's a cannon. Yeah, it's a it's hand like, cannon. It's a hand cannon. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like that, man, yeah. Man hands could handle a hand cannon. Definitely, no problem. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think she's she's very sneaky, unless she saw him turned around after watching her uh, after washing her hands and saw him going through her purse and snuck up. But you don't hear her approach. Yeah, yeah, that's a good skill to she, have. She's very sneaky. Yeah, yeah. So that's Jillian, aka Man Hands. Yeah, and uh, next, I guess, is George's episode girlfriend. Yeah, we'll just touch on her. Just you know. Talk a bit about her. I don't think mm. there's too much really to go on. No, her name's Amanda. Her. Amanda, yeah. So she's a receptionist and she's part of the secret model club. You know, she's an attractive girl. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, how would you get into this club? Is there a criteria? Like, you be gotta, a conventionally attractive model? Perhaps. Probably, or maybe have been helps. modeling before? Or, yeah. I, I mean, know. they're all models. So yeah. I'm guessing that's the prerequisite. Yeah. Be a model. Yeah. And be, yeah. And uh, yeah, George woos her with her Susan picture. Yeah. You know, with, with his Susan picture and she's. Attracted to him. well, not probably not attracted to him. I think it's just sympathy. I think it's sympathy. And yeah. He goes, "I'll oh, I'll bring you to the club." Yeah. I don't think George was probably hoping he'd get with her, but I, I don't think Amanda was planning on it. No. Amanda's like, "No, I just feel sorry for the guy." Yeah, he I had think a beautiful I... girlfriend who probably would have, if the girlfriend Jillian, mm. you know, face was still alive. Yep. Yeah, you know, that would have easily gone to the club. Totally. Yeah. I, and I think it was a case of she was intrigued by the fact that well, if someone as beautiful as Jillian. Oh, Susan. Susan. You know, he, yeah. she thinks it's Susan. Well, he's yeah. going out with him. There Susan must be Jillian. something, you know, even though he's bald and short and stocky, something there must be him. something about him. Maybe he's rich or whatever, and that's why she was sort of initially intrigued. Yes. But then once she got to know him, and, uh, you know, after she witnessed how he acted, just like in a front total, of the three models, just a total fucking door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, she was immediately not attracted to him. And then one of the models was attracted to him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, after she he showed the photo. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I think it's like maybe intrigue and a bit of sympathy, but oh, I nothing. So I don't think it's a genuine intra- attraction at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't no. think she was ever going to get with George. No, no. It, it would not have followed through. I don't think so. No, no. And um, yeah, that's kind of it about her. I mean, she's you know she's a receptionist. She is probably modeling part time, trying to get into it full time. Maybe she's trying to be a model. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and she obviously likes clubbing at very exclusive, good-looking people clubs. Yes, and she was played by... I'll just get her details. Okay. She was played by... Walla Ivan gets those details. Mm, yeah. I thought I'd just mention her friends. So when George goes to the club uh, that uh, Amanda invites him to, her three friends are Annabelle, Justine, and Nikki. And um, they're kind of like Amanda. They're all just, you know, they're all just conventionally attractive young women um, you know, obviously the fact that they're models is what they have in common. Um, and they're kind of, the characters in the show are just cliched models. They talk about modeling. They don't seem very bright or very mm. conversational or interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, they probably just go to the club to be seen. They're just airheads. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a bit shallow. Bit shallow. Yeah. Yeah. Probably nice people, but just not a lot going mm, on. Probably not. I don't, yeah, I don't, nice. I don't think I don't they're nice people. I don't think they're jerks. They're mm, just... They're just they're just, just vapid, yeah. They're, they're, they're vapid. They're in their own world. Yeah. Yeah, so the lady who played Amanda, the actress, Justi- Justina Vale, her name is, she was born in Malaysia to British parents. Okay. Uh, she was Jerry Maguire's former girlfriend in Jerry Maguire. Right. Remember her? The, I think she's the crazy one. I haven't seen her. Oh, you haven't seen Jerry Maguire? Don't. That's okay. Yeah, no, he has like a girlfriend before Renee Zellweger. I'll make you a deal. Yeah. You watch Short Circuit. And I'll watch Jerry Maguire. And I'll watch Hot Shots too. Okay, and then I'll watch something else in mm. in uh, you know in place of Hot Shots too. Deal. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm just going through her IMDb page. So okay. she's been she's been in a few things. Uh, she was in General Hospital for a few episodes. Cold Case for one. Suddenly Susan. I think her big one might be Jerry Maguire. Okay. And she was in an episode of the X Files, right? As well, yeah. That's just a character actor, character guess. actor, yeah, yeah. Actress, yeah, yep, yep. And uh, uh, I guess the next major um, group of characters we should talk about are Kramer's colleagues. So yeah. from the top is Mr. Leland, which is uh, his boss. Yeah, I, I guess for him, he's just like he's a corporate guy. He's a corporate guy. Yeah. He seems a bit, you know, yeah. overworked, a bit yeah. tired. Yep. Yeah, he's probably. You know, Probably has neglected children at home. I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. And plus, Kramer didn't do the reports properly and he's no. seen him. I think Leland's one of those guys where you don't get second chances. Yep. I think if you screw up once... That's it. You're done. Yeah. There's yeah. no... Yeah. There's no... Yeah. And plus, he even said when Kramer said, I'm not even empl- employed here, mm. and he goes, it makes it easier for me. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, and he makes it harder for me? Is uh, it harder or easier? I can't remember. Yeah, anyway, he, he makes like a comment yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. I, think, I think he's pretty boring. Pretty conservative. Pretty conservative. Yeah, he just wants to. You know, he's very work-minded. Yeah, yeah. What, I think he. I think he. A lot of his identity is based on the corporate world. It's yes. not just a job. One thing I noticed as well is he had a tie pin on his uh, tie to keep oh, it to keep it straight. Is that right? Which made me think that maybe he's very detail-focused. And the fact that he's, you know, very narky about Kramer's, well, shit reporting. Lack of reporting. Lack of reporting. <laughs> no. But the fact, There's no the reporting. Fa- the fact that that even came to his attention. Is yeah to me tells me that he's a is a, he's a very details focused person. Yeah, you know, the, the smaller details. Yeah, you know, he's got a very good attention to detail. I'm and surprised Leland didn't make another appearance. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, it was pretty. It was too boring. Yeah. To, to you know, he, he had no comedic value. It'd True. Be, it would feel forced if he was in another episode. I think. True. Yeah, and uh, Kramer's colleagues they're pretty fun. They yeah. seem like a fun group of people. Yeah. They're kind of the opposite of Leland. Because during the montage, you see like you know he you know he goes on the subway and stuff, and then at the end of the montage, he's having drinks with them. Yeah. And he's all they're all laughing, and he says a joke, and they're all celebrating. All mm. his colleagues, yeah. Mm. So they they seem like pretty fun guys. Okay. You yeah. Know, they go out for drinks. Yeah. 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 I'd like to party with them. Yeah, me I'd, too. I'd have knock off with them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think they're very loyal to the company though. Yeah, yeah. I they're, think they're they're all, they're all company people. It's a close knit group of people. Yeah, and they're all. It's kind of like um when George goes for the interview when he's got the whooshy suit. 
you know, <laughs> yes. and it's like you know are you a team player george because we need a team player you know it's sort of you're either with us or against us yeah you know there's, no, there's no middle ground they work hard and they play hard that's it yeah you know and i mean uh when old mate picks up kramer to, to run to the meeting after he's bashing the copier you know he's he's stressed about getting to the meeting on yeah, time let's you know, go to the conference yeah, yeah having a meeting on time is very important yeah sure is yeah yeah so that's kind of it for the characters. I guess the bouncer oh, needs yeah. to mention. Oh, yeah. Well, the bouncer <laughs> uh, just... Uh, private, private party. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. You know. Not very memorable. Not very memorable. I uh, thought it was worth mentioning because I like mentioning things that probably aren't worth mentioning is uh, the bank teller that Jerry... Even though you don't see it. Oh, yeah, who gave him a funny look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she is, yeah. she's technically a secondary character. Oh, she is. Unseen yeah. character. Yeah. yeah, I reckon, you know, the fact that she gave him a look, I reckon she was just having a rough day. I think so, too. Yeah. And Jerry just took her the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just to have a, a unnecessary conversation with Elaine. Yes, yeah. and they're the secondary characters of the Bizarro Jerry. Indeed. Indeed. Now, listener mail. That's right, we've been getting your emails, your texts, your... DMs on Facebook and Twitter and all that. Thank you so much for sending stuff in. We really appreciate the feedback and uh, hearing from you from all over the world. Yeah, no, we do appreciate it. So I'll just read out a couple of really nice messages Ooh. we've gotten from... Uh, <laughs> That's a bit of bit of mobile reception there. Yeah, I'm not reading off a phone. No, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, so uh, our good friend Michael up in Brisbane said... Just listened to episode four. It was great. Looking forward to the Susan episode, which is in reference to last week. Yes. It was last week. week. It was. It was last week, yes. Um, He liked the diabetes jokes. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. He said, he said we didn't go too far. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Thank you, mate. I was yeah. a bit bit worried about that. But, I'm, um, I'm not a type. Why are you trying to put me in a box, man? <laughs> Yeah, that's type. Die fluid. Die fluid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's made a suggestion, which is lovely, which is uh, The Apartment, which is season two, episode five. Oh, yeah, okay. Great episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. we'll add that to the list and we'll we, probably do it soon. We will. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks, man. Yeah, yep. and he, he said he really likes uh, the fact that we build both stories. Um, uh, well, sorry, we build stories around the around the characters. And uh, yeah, he, he, he loves it. So. Um, he he said that the apartment would be a great episode, mostly because of the band upstairs. Oh, okay. In that yeah. episode, yeah, 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 you know yeah. that that's causing they're they're just rehearsing all the that's time. That's right. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. we could we could talk about them. Yeah, yeah, and they give Jerry the shits. That's right. Yeah. Um, and we also got another message from another dear friend, also from Brisbane, Tim. There's a bit of a theme here. Yeah. Um, he. What did Tim say? Let me just find it. Okay. Sure. So he said, uh, our podcast has been keeping him company on the way to and from work. And, Excuse uh, the mobile. Yeah, sorry. We'll be a bit less shit next time. So, yeah, and he said that he's not much of a Seinfeld fan, but the fact that we talk about it in such an in-depth way makes him interested in the show. And he likes how we go off on tangents. It's still related. And he loved the wedgie talk. Oh he, he yeah, felt, he felt very wedgie educated. Oh good, yeah. Good. And I, I just made up a pun wedge educated. So that, that is an atomic comment. Thanks, definitely. Man. Oh thanks, mate. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, and he said he appreciated Ivan calculating how much the overdue book fine would have actually oh, been in episode three, the library in two thousand and seventeen. So lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Your your hard work is not going unnoticed. So oh, thanks, man. Thank you both to Tim and Mike for some lovely feedback. And if you have any yourself. Um, yeah, get in touch. Yeah, get in touch. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can follow us at B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, the acronym for our show, but I don't want to be a secondary character. Yeah, that's our social media handle. Bidwabusk. Yeah. And yep. uh, did you say our email? No, not yet. Okay, so our email is Bidwabusk, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C 
podcast.gmail.com. That's one word. One word, all lowercase. Yes. Yeah. And you can find us on iTunes and we're also, oh, we have a blog. We do. Uh, blog website, bidwabaskpodcast.blogspot.com. Uh, yeah. And you can listen to our podcast from there. Yep. And also on iTunes, subscribe. Yeah. And please leave a review. Uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. So thanks again for listening. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we look forward to you listening to us next week. Yes. For episode seven. Indeed. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. Signing off and we'll see you next week. Indeed. Bye. Cheers. Thank you.